Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to yet another uh, edition of Having a Nasser with the Robinson Ralph Posse. Um, with me, I'm Simon Robinson, by the way. With me, as always, is Dave Shouty Silito, because apparently my microphone levels aren't working very well. Also present is Jane No Middle Name Rapping. Hi, everyone. Jane No Middle Name Rapping here. Yep. And uh, Samuel uh, Mister. Legal executive Higgins. Yeah, thank you very much. It's uh, it feels like a massive burden's been lifted off our shoulders, and um, I, I, obviously I'm, I'm delighted and everything. But it's more the sense of relief that it's that it's over and done with, and that I've done it. So anyway, everyone had a good week. Sam, obviously you've had a good week. I've had a good week. It was my uh, birthday. I celebrated it by um, by putting it on LinkedIn and hoping to get as many likes as possible, like an absolute loser. It worked. So, so there's my self worth restored. So well done, well done, me. And I got a lovely uh, some wine from Sam and Dave. Nothing from Jane. But anyway, let's move on to the case. <laughs> um, Look, guys, Sam. did we have like a staff collection and nobody thought to ask? No, no, they just voluntarily did it by themselves with no problem. <laughs> so anyway, let's get on with the... Um, oh, also, uh, for my birthday, I bought Hitman 3 for the PlayStation. Um, and I played that for a bit. So, right, case. Sam, what's the uh, what's the uh, the case? It's the case of Hurley v. East Sussex Healthcare NHS Trust. No, the NHS stands for National Health Service, I think. It does. Um, regular listeners of this podcast will know that we do abbreviate to save time, but then we also explain the abbreviation so everyone fully understands uh, what we're talking about. That way, you know, it saves time, both saving time and um, and explaining yeah. fully. Making it more efficient for those who yeah. uh, who knew what the abbreviation stood for. Yeah. The acronym, sorry, should stu- uh, stood for. Yeah but also making sure that those who didn't know are fully informed, so including absolutely everybody. We've saved so much time throughout these contributions. I can't tell you how grateful everybody will be, and I think yeah. I speak on behalf of everyone. Why do you think that, Sam? Have you, be, have you received some kind of charter to speak on behalf of everyone, some kind of written document, power of attorney? Why, why do you think that? Just the general vibe I get. The, the vibe is that there's good feeling towards our abbreviation explanations. People want more of them. In fact, in fact, I think we could do a full-on two-day episode of explaining all possible abbreviations uh, that we're likely to mention in these podcasts. Um, so, hey, I think we've sorted sorted that out. <laughs> um, and now on with the case, Sam. This is taking ages again this week. Come on. Just... Is, yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to know that I'm not the one that's going to be reading the case this week because Jane, um, Jane has happily volunteered in a previous... I was volunteered. Pre- <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank previous... God. It's going to make some sense this week. Without ringing vote of confidence in her own abilities, Jane's going to tell us what she thinks of the case. And let's hope, ladies and gentlemen, this week she doesn't get angry. Let's dive right in. On 3rd of August 2017, the yeah. claimant's manager sent her an email to remind her that she had a three-hour presentation that she needed to deliver to the respondent's senior management team the following day. Apparently, this was part of a practical joke that the manager was playing on her. Judge Fole described the course of events that day when giving his judgment. Other people in the office were in on the joke. It also involved the claimant's manager mocking up an email purportedly sent from a general manager at just before 2pm to corroborate the story. 
The claimant's manager had told her that she had notified her earlier in the week about this presentation, but that she must have forgotten. At around 4pm, the claimant left work, still believing that she had to give a presentation the next day, and she was obviously really distressed about this. However, at just after half past four, her manager sent her an email stating, only joshing, have a great day. But like many practical jokes, it was not at all funny. That's what, is that so what the judge said? That, uh, that's what the judge said, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So following the incident, the claimant complained to a more senior manager. But after complaining, she began to be excluded. This took the form of her being, being left out by her team members when they were making drinks for colleagues. There were also occasions where shared spreadsheets that she'd worked on were tampered with. And as a result of that, she ended up saving copies of them on her own computer in case they were disappearing. So she then took her concerns to HR and had an appraisal with her manager as well. Now, the notes of the appraisal meeting weren't produced until around a month after that had taken place. And when she read them back, she felt that they didn't reflect the conversation. And in fact, she felt she was being criticised for being overwhelmed by her workload, despite the fact that she'd actually been covering two roles for at least six months. The claimant then raised a grievance about the treatment that she'd been receiving, but didn't receive a satisfactory outcome. Although she did appeal the decision of the grievance, uh, she actually resigned before the outcome was delivered. After the claimant resigned, she lodged a claim for constructive unfair dismissal with the Employment Tribunal. In referring to the claimant's experiences, Judge Falls said, Taken as a whole, I have no doubt that this amounted to a fundamental breach of the duty of trust and confidence. The fact that the claimant's manager was disciplined as a result is enough to show that this was unacceptable, indeed dishonest behaviour, entitling the claimant to resign. She was successful in her claim against the respondent, who was ordered to pay £9,890.60 in compensation. This was made up of a basic award of £1,524 and a compensatory award of £8,366.60. Thank you. Did you say it's called Judge... Judge... Fowl. Fowl. So... Fowl. Is it Fowl? Is it Fowl? I thought it was... Is it Fowl? I was just going to say, if it's Judge, if it's Judge Fowl, uh, then uh, he did he did talk a lot. So I wonder if he was a little horse. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Isn't it? However, I mean, I think that, that is a good one. And as was said in the judgment, that um, as as a joke, it was indeed dishonest. <laughs> Because Simon, <laughs> you weren't actually wondering whether he was a little horse, were you? No. You simply said it because for comedy effect, for which comedy is, effect. as Judge Fall said, yeah. dishonest. So yeah. um, make of that what you will. Well, but I think yeah. you need to question that you're, I mean, if you're going to be dishonest on a podcast, yeah. you should probably question your career choice. I'll, rep- I'll report myself to the SRA <laughs> for doing a joke about little horses. I think actually it's, it's F O W E L L, so it might be pronounced Fowell or Fowell. And then, and then, of course, at that point, the joke about the little horse doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so, so, so it was a good job you said it as you did, Jane. Yeah, and I was waiting for you, having you said that, and I was thinking, oh, I can do a little horse joke here. Um, and, and I did it. Uh, anyway, so back to the judgment. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, the practical, I mean, this practical joke that it supposedly was, I mean, was just, was just a bit mean, to put it neutrally. Um so I'm not surprised a judge a judge looked unfavorably on it, having caused someone panic. Yeah, and I, and and I think that it 
I mean, the, the practical joke is what made the headlines, but the entire story of the case seems to have gone beyond the practical joke. Yeah. Uh, when she raised concerns about it, she was frozen out of the business effectively, wasn't she? And, and yeah. I think from a you know, breach of the implied term of trust and confidence perspective, that's probably far worse than the initial joke itself. Thank you, Jim. That was a coherent explanation it was interesting to listen to contain no middle english no middle english sam thoughts yeah. i mean I you're actually your name is you've got, sam in all seriousness you've got like a a hobbit name. bilbo baggins samuel higgins <laughs> bilbo higgins you know <laughs> Sam was a hobbit, wasn't he? Sam, well, yes. Sam. Friend was, Bilbo's friend was Sam. Samuel Higgins. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. I love you, Mr. Frodo. I love how you're all operating under the assumption that I've never heard this before, yeah. ever. No one's oh. ever drawn that comparison, ever. But it's no what? wonder that my year six teacher once used to refer to me as Sam Mai's Gamgee. Uh, <laughs> she thought she was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not sure. I hope we get that ring back, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking? Is that Gollum following us, Mr. Frodo? Why are you I love you, you guys. Where the, he- where, the- where the hell's your Samwise Gamgee from? From, like, I don't know, Cornwall or Devon or somewhere? That's what I was doing, wasn't it? But you always tell me if you have to explain your jokes, then it's not a good joke. So I would... No, I would no, that's the opposite, of, opposite of what we say. That, that If you have to explain your joke, it makes it better. Yeah. What's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it's me that's the yeah. problem here. Is that right? Yeah. But I thought we'd all agreed on this. Steve yeah, have been very consistent. You've completely missed the point there, Sam. Oh, Sam. Yeah. What's new? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, is there ever a show, point? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. yeah. No. I, I, I think it's funny you're explaining a joke because if no one laughs at one of my jokes, I assume it's because they haven't understood it. Um. And it's embarrassing for them when I have to explain it to them. But inevitably, people people do laugh. Yeah. Begrudgingly, they come round, don't they? <laughs> yeah, With phrases such as, oh, okay. Or, please shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> so on that, on that bombshell, Jane, thank you so much for um, once again raising the quality um, uh, above the usual level. Uh, to Bilbo Higgins, thank you so much for whatever it is you've done um, in the podcast. Pleasure. <laughs> and um, Dave, you've been brilliant as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no worries. Likewise. Thanks, oh, thanks Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you later. Bye, everyone.